Ladies and gentlemen, there's hope for you yet. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Ooh, he said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> he, he said the thing. I know that thing. Ah, I understood that reference. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I am a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Katermaju. And I'm so disappointed in Drew Barrymore. <laughs> ah, Drew, 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 what are we going to do? You completely ruined E.T. for me. Now I'll be watching, oh, that cute little girl is a fucking scab. I'm a Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the mediums of the internet that we have Facebook, yeah. Twitter, dead name. <laughs> X. Now I'm not calling it X. Never going to call it X. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. 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 All oh, right. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already I'm, off the rails. Well, I, yeah, well, it's Just how la- we like it. It's better than last <laughs> week's start. At least I didn't screw up the intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. The, the audio listeners don't know that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, it's an alternate timeline. Don't worry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> multiverse it's theory. It's fine. Multiverse theory is real. Ah, well, that's why we everyone. say a Michael Lister. Yes, we are. We are one of many. Um, let's kick the show off with our weekly watchings for Leah. What have you been up to? Uh, been continuing my binge of One Piece, the anime. Ah. <laughs> I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I also watched the latest episode of Only Murders in the Building. Whoops. Certain cameo. <laughs> you didn't. Cameo. You didn't watch it. Oh. I, I forgot. Oh, How no. could you forget? <laughs> I was too busy watching One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take it back. It's fine. You were watching uh, One Piece. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm not saying anything then. But yeah. I want good. to know who the cameo episode. is. I'm looking it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you can look it up, no. but don't tell me. I want to be no, pleasantly surprised. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> don't tell me. It's a good me. thing you said that, Mike, otherwise I would have mentioned it. <laughs> That's okay. That's right. I'll turn my headphones off. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> this works. Um. So, yeah. So, I've been watching those. Um, I also am still continuing my watch through of Star Wars Rebels. Hey! Uh, and now I'm slowly picking up bits and pieces from the Ahsoka series that's coming from the actual Rebels series, and I'm enjoying that. So it's really cool. What that are you I up can to? Make those which, connections. Which bits? Which so bits? I finished season one. Hey! 
So we I finally see Ahsoka. Two. Yes, so I am now in season two, where a certain dark Sith Lord appears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been enjoying that so far. Um, and yeah, can't wait to finish that one off because man i'm just like i don't know why i didn't keep up with it when it was first airing to be honest like i'm kind of kicking myself that i didn't keep up with it originally but it's fine like i can watch it now so that's okay Hmm. um speaking of ahsoka i watched um master and apprentice a special look at ahsoka which is only like a seven minute long little video on disney plus um which kind of just you know quickly they talk to Dave Filoni, John Favreau, um, they speak to um, Rosario Dawson about the character and all that sort of stuff. So, like, they're little, like, little snippets without without any spoilers. So it's actually really good to just sort of jump into if, if you're still not sure about watching the show, The Master and Apprentice is really good to give you an idea of what to expect. Um, so, yeah, and it was really cool to see that you know, uh, when Dave Filoni was talking about um, doing Ahsoka, the fact that he we saw we got to saw we get to see um, some of his original drawings of Ahsoka for the series for Clone Wars, um, and apparently he when he brought the idea to George Lucas, he, um, he didn't mention the fact that you know that Ahsoka was supposed that Ahsoka was going to be by herself. She didn't have a master originally. But then George was like, no, no, she has a master. She has to have a master <laughs> hmm. because she has to be apprentice. She has to be an apprentice as well. Yeah. So that was actually really cool that originally she wasn't supposed, she wasn't going to have a master, but then George was like, no, no, you need to have, she needs to have a master. So, <laughs> And another idea was kicking around. She was going to be um, Obi-Wan's original um, uh, Padawan. Yeah, that would, that would kind of make sense because I think they mentioned something in, was it in Clone Wars? Something like that. And yeah. Then, and then they, and then they, and then, yeah. Um, and then they met Annie and then, mm. and things unfolded. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, that was actually a really good sort of a quick watch through. Um Something new that I watched, which, you know, completely forgot actually came out and I didn't realize it came out already, was I Am Groot Season (laughs) 2. It was still good fun. I really enjoyed it. I watched it all in one sitting. (laughs) And the last episode is the best episode. (laughs) Where they just subtly hint that Groot is a god. (laughs) Just slightly. A god walking among us. It's so cute. I love the fact that he was so adamant to get ice cream from the ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm assuming you haven't seen it, Kendall. No, I I forgot about it again. So I'm I'm not. Okay. My brain is not. It's it's fine. My brain's brain's over here. It's not here. My brain is porridge. It's fine. Porridge. It's literally if you if you sit down and watch it, it's it's literally like watching one episode of a sitcom. It's like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not too I'll long. Watch, maybe I'll watch it tonight after the, we we record. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I uh, ended up watching uh, today, actually, um, before today's podcast, um, I just I decided that I wanted to watch some stand-up comedy, but not something that I've seen before, or just so- someone completely different to what I would normally, you know, go towards. And I had a little flick through Netflix, um, and I ended up coming across... Um, John Leguizamo's Latin History for Morons. Oh, yeah. I heard about that, yeah. My goodness. Like, he is a very passionate man, very intelligent as well. And this particular uh, show of his was not so much stand-up comedy as it was kind of like a one-man play, almost. Um, He talks about his... Apparently his son was being bullied about his, uh, about his race, his, his background and all that sort of stuff. And apparently one of the things that in, at school, one of the projects that he was supposed to do was something to do about, you have to, um, uh, uh, pick a hero from history and his dad was trying to help him. So um, John Leguizamo was trying to help his son to figure out like what's going to be the, who's going to be the best hero. And he's trying to find some Latin heroes, you know, to represent their culture and all that sort of stuff. And throughout the whole show, he goes through and he just talks about very passionately about how in history, Latin people were not very well represented at all to the point where he's gone as far back as, you know, the Incas and the Aztecs and, um, oh man, just like going all the way back to 1000 BC, <laughs> he's the set that he, the set was a, like he, the stage was set as a school classroom with a blackboard and he was doing a lot of writing on the blackboard and drawing and trying to explain things through this blackboard. And though there's like musical moments there's, um, you know, just moments where he's trying to speak to his kid and there it's like, there are, it's mostly funny, but then there's also very serious topics being talked about. Hmm. Um, and it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of racial bias. There's a lot of politicalness in it. Um, it just, it really, it really gets you to sit there and and think about what their history, what the what the American history was really like, and mm. the way that history is taught in American schools. And this is like something that obviously us Australians have no idea about. And then I'm listening to this guy talk about it all, and I'm like, wow, that's that's really interesting. Like, it, a lot of the stuff that's being taught in their in their schools is mostly about, you know. Columbus and you know the 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 colonialisms and the mm. and you know the the civil war and all that sort of stuff and nothing's really being mentioned about the Latin American side of things and it was really it was just really insightful from from a stand up comic too so he's this guy has done so much research because he's he's even brought out the books he's been reading to get all this information from on stage sources he's got sources. He's got sources. <laughs> He's got receipts. <laughs> it's it's just 
I don't know. I feel like Michael, you might actually enjoy it. Um, oh yeah, I've heard heard about it. I've just yeah haven't had the time. Yeah, and it's about an hour and a half. The yeah. show is an hour and a half, um, which is generally a lot longer than most stand up comedy shows. So this this so you yeah I can definitely say this isn't your traditional stand up comedy no. show. Um, it's very unique in its in its format, but um. Yeah, it was very insightful. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, he's one very passionate man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a stage version of the dollop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you get to find that with with a lot of uh, colonial um, countries. Uh, history, um, like Australian history, only starts when you know the first fleet came. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Nothing really happened, you know, before that. In the, like, you know, <laughs> 30,000 years before that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's pretty much all I've been watching Reason why I'm voting yes. Anyway. <laughs> Not to get political here. <laughs> Good. Yes, all right. That's well, all I've been watching. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That was wonderful. Um, such a diverse roster of mm, things. Yeah. I, I love it. It's very, yeah. very cool. Um, Michael, what about you? Hello. Yes, um, unfortunately, I forgot to watch uh, Only Murders uh, in the Mayhem. And uh, so I'll be doing a two-parter next week. Uh, which, I don't, I don't know, it'll be good. Yes, because I've been too busy watching One Piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been watching the abridged version and I've been doing a, a weird <laughs> thing of watching the abridged version on one screen and also the actual th- thing in double speed. Not the live action? Uh, not the live action, the the actual uh, anime. The anime? Yeah, I got the... So you're abri- watching the anime in two versions? Yes. At the same time? Yes. <laughs> but the But the... Other one is going at double speed, so so it's so I'm I'm playing catch up with myself, and yeah, <laughs> it gets rid of like some of the filler and and couple of uh, couple of episodes, you know. That's that's the way I consume my content. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like in the my, in the. Sorry. My brain, my brain hurts from. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was a bit confused because it's like you're watching the same anime, but you're watching it in t- like at at the same time twice. You know, it's even more confusing. I'm listening to uh, I'm listening to the dub, but I'm reading the Japanese subtitle in English. In English. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. I like to torture myself. And <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So I've been watching that. Uh, because I want to watch it before they do be, before the other the other episodes of the live action, as well. So I've just finished the um, the uh, uh, what's the saga? Uh, essentially, the um, where they where they pick up uh, um, French guy. Um, the, Sanji. Yeah, Sanji. That's it. Ah, on Baratier. Yeah, on Baratier. So I just finished the Baratier, and now I'm going back to watch the live-action version of uh, of that. All right. So I'm very slowly doing that. And then after that, well, I'll probably just 
I'll probably just watch the the uh, original anime and not the bridge after the first season of the live action, and then mm. yeah. And reason being, we'll be talking about that later in in, in the podcast, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Foreshadow. Foreshadow. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's been keeping me busy for for a week. That's good. And uh, I like that. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much kind of just past the Baratier st- stage as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So after that, what happens? Um, I think what's what's the Barate episodes? Uh, yeah. So been keeping up with that. Yusuf is probably my favorite so far. Usopp. Yeah, Yusuf. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely like the um, anime version because that mm. en- that ending sort of broke me a little bit, got me a bit teary. Where he said goodbye yeah. to said goodbye to his crew, yeah, <laughs> which is a bu- bunch of kids, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go off to on an adventure, to actually become a pirate, <laughs> to actually become a pirate and not lie about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, and dare I say, I might be becoming a One Piece fan. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> That means I'm committed. Yes. I'm going to have to watch the entire thing. <laughs> damn it. Wonderful damn it, damn it. news. <laughs> Be a weeb like me. I'm a weeb. <laughs> anyway. And that's basically it. Otherwise, um, I could talk about Ahsoka right now, but... <laughs> but no. Pin it. Pin it. Yeah, yeah. Pin it. Pin it. Save it for the pod. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Save it for the pod. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? What are you saving for the pod? <laughs> Everything. Ha-ha. Um yeah, well, um I haven't really watched a lot of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a busy week at work, uh and um and then yeah, writing and uh well I did finish reading the Silmarillion finally, so that's exciting. I mean, I read, the, read the whole thing now, so um that's really cool. And now um, you're gonna have to read it again. <laughs> and again and again. Until it all seeks in. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and reread some of the earlier chapters because yeah, they're like a lot of it, I think, went over my head because you have to really kind of get used to the writing style and the way it is. Um, but once you get used to it, it's like, oh yeah, this is I can do this. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. That was cool. I really enjoyed reading that. Um, but no, in terms of watching, uh, yeah, the only thing apart from what we're going to talk about later, obviously, uh, that I watched was um, I went to the movies and I saw a documentary. Uh, uh, called Ego, the Michael Gudinski story. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so this is basically, like, it's not only, like, a, a tribute and a love letter to this uh, iconic Australian, you know, music icon, not to use icon twice, but he definitely is, but it's also very much, uh, like, a story that's just kind of really... Um, it's it's well I'm just going to use the phrase again because my brain's not working but lo- it's a love letter to the Australian music industry just in general mm. um, like it's just it was just so 
so good i had like i knew i knew how prolific michael gidinski was so for, if for those who don't know he's a he was uh, an australian music um, producer and promoter um that got uh started in the 70s um with his label mushroom records and because of mushroom we you know we pretty much have uh acts like skyhooks and hunters and collectors and um kylie minogue uh, you know, and a lot of other um, fantastic artists. Um, actually, there was a story about um, you guys know Temper Trap, that song "Sweet Disposition." Um, mm. It was like it was like huge, like ten years ago. Um, that they're an Australian act, but that song almost didn't make it here, and the reason it did was because of Michael Gidinski. <laughs> um, like it made it in the UK, and it wasn't getting any attention here, and then he pushed for it, and then it just blew up and I think it was like Triple J's number one that year that it came out but like you know Jimmy Barnes wouldn't have had his solo career after Cold Chisel um like just so many like it was just a it was just a portrait of yeah the the Aussie the Aussie music industry and and his life and his dedication and his passion to um his craft and what he did and um yeah and like the fact that he was as like wild as the musicians he was promoting, like he would go on tour with them and, you know, just do everything that they were doing, you know, in terms of drugs and alcohol and partying and, um, the like usual, the usual. Um, yeah, but it was just so cool. And they had like so many interviews with so many people, like, cause, um, you know, on top of being, you know, a producer of Australian music, he was, heavily involved in like he, he was one of the co-founders of frontier touring which is the biggest touring promoting company in in australia um and you know, he's the reason a lot of international acts actually came down here um you know so like yeah so there are people in the doco like ed sheeran and bruce springsteen and sting and billy joel like so it wasn't even just australian like he was just renowned like in the industry like mm. I, I I think I can't remember oh, I can't remember who said it but someone someone was like they think of Australia they think of Michael Gadinsky like they they come here they think of him um so yeah it was just a great story it was wonderful I highly recommend like if you're a fan of classic Aussie music um and just or just passionate about you know it was just a really good f- you know, fuck yeah, Australia, let's go, sort of, you know, without being problematic. Because um, <laughs> the, there's also, like, actually, this that's that makes me think of um, in it too, the whole, like, he was a spearheader for Indigenous talent as well. So Archie yeah. Roach, um, Christine Arnu, um, Vika and Linda Bull, and Yothu Yindi as well. Like, the reason Treaty was such a hit was part, in part to Michael Gidinski as well. So, yeah. yeah. He's just a true blue Aussie. Um, he was in every sense of the word. Sadly, he passed away in 2021. Um, but um, but yeah, he you know left behind an incredible legacy that you know changed the huge, landscape of our huge music. Legacy. Yeah, changed the landscape of our music industry. Just insane. So yeah, I was crying by the end, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it's good. So I highly recommend people check it out. It was a fantastic, well made. Um, well-made doco, absolutely. So, Sounds yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, you'd love it, Mike, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah. You know, the first time I sort of knew about Michael Gadinsky was uh, from The Twelfth Man. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Billy Birmingham, who's the 12th man who does all the voices, actually does an impression of him. Uh, and the story is um uh channel nine needed to save money so they basically fired everyone uh uh, richie bano's team and everyone and they just got one person billy birmingham um (laughs) so they got the 12th man to be in the 12th man and it was very meta and and one of the ways that Richie and the boys wanted to get their jobs back is why don't we do why don't we do a song? It's like who's who's the best song person? Oh, Michael uh, Michael Gudinski. And the reason why I'm tripping over his last name is because one of the jokes is they can't get his last name right. It's <laughs> 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 like oh, hey, hey, man. It's like oh, you're a bit crook, are you? No, haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just rock and roll. Um, That's so good. Yeah, and I suppose yeah, he, he definitely crossed paths with, with Billy Birmingham with with uh, promoting the Twelfth Man as well. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, thanks for sharing that. I didn't know. That's awesome. Yeah, Twelfth Man's always good, and it's sad that it's no longer, no longer, no longer really thing. interesting because Richie Benno's not around anymore. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Richie Benno. It left, okay. on, left on a high. So. Good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, that's all I have. So I think it's time now to get into the podcast and the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, nerdy news time. Uh, Starting with some um, Sony Marvel. Yeah, it's Sony Marvel news. So um, a couple of months ago, it was announced that the movie El Muerto was being uh, not just delayed, but removed from the, the schedule. Um, it was supposed to come out early next year, um, but uh, it was the reasons for the delay or the removal were uh, due to um, the strikes, of course. And uh, Bad Bunny is the actor the, who's also a rapper um, who was going to be playing the character, and he's he had a, like a hectic touring schedule or something. So like, right, let's let's just pull it for now. Uh, and this week um, he was interviewed, and basically. He and his publicists uh, confirmed that it's not happening. Uh, He's not going to be in the movie anymore. Um, So, yeah, it's a bit disappointing to to see that this is kind of eventuated. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on behind the scenes, apart from, you know, the obvious delays that I just mentioned, you know, the the reasons for for things being removed from the schedule. But, yeah. Yeah, it sucks because he seemed last year when it was announced that he was going to play the character, you know, he seemed very passionate about it. And like, even I, I think I'm, you know, we talked about it on the podcast and I'm like, I don't know who El Muerto is. I don't know why we're having this movie, but I'm sure it'll be good for, you know, Latino representation in the superhero genre. Um, As you know, obviously Blue Beetle just came out here. I need to go see that um, as well. But um, yeah, and he was good in Bullet Train, so I'm like, let's see what else he can do. So, um, but yeah, not happening anymore. So, disappointing. I, I'm kind of expecting them to announce that the movie is just not on, um, or maybe it'll just fade into 
into the back. Mm. Obscurity. Yeah, now, uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's it. Michael, what do yeah. you what do you think about this? Yeah, it's going to be in a long list of um, potential movies that was going to be, but no longer will be. Mm. Um. Yeah. It. Um. I think the character that he was playing was only in like three issues. Like, and it's a blink of a miss it sort of character. And yeah, it, it's a weird one. If it, if it was any good or not, but the way things were going with Sony and and their Marvel d- division, that they were trying to get up their own um, Spider-Man sub sub universe thing, and I don't yeah, just the problem with scheduling and and uh, recent events with the strikes and as well, and nothing's getting done in Hollywood at the moment. No. Yeah. So, not gonna not gonna shed it here, but it's gonna be um. Oh, I don't have to watch that movie. Cool. I'll I'll watch more One Piece. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our next item then. Uh, some Star Wars news. We've got more news coming out of the uh, Lando series that's in production. But wait, it's not series? a series anymore. <laughs> Ser- series? It's going to be a movie. Um, oh. 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 Hey, not enough content to be a series. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's like danger. an opposite Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. It's a reverse Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um <laughs> So Stephen Glover, who is Donald Glover's uh, brother and uh, writing partner uh, on the Lando project, um, said that um, the idea right now for them is to do a movie. Um, And apparently that has been the case for some time, according to uh, sources on the interwebs. Um, But it just has not been officially, I suppose, spoken about until now. Um, Lucasfilm, I don't think, have made any official statements regarding the project in terms of it being a movie. Um, you know, so maybe we'll find something out uh, at Star Wars Celebration next year, I'd say. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I'm just glad that it's happening because... Because, like, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, like, I say it every time, like, just was such an inspired casting choice and was one of the best elements of the solo movie, um, which I really need to go back and rewatch and see if there's anything yeah, same. anything there um, still. Because I just, yeah. If there's anything to, there. Um. If there's anything there. Well, because <laughs> I was so... Because when that movie came out, I was just so hyped for what it could be and then I it fell short of my expectations and felt like it was just a movie that had to tick all the boxes for Han's origin story. So it didn't really, it lacked a bit of heart for me at the time. Um, so maybe now if I go back and watch it, knowing what it is, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll find some enjoyment in it outside of Donald Glover's performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, but anyway, that's for another discussion. Um, yeah. Um, I hope, yeah. Like you've said for Leah, like, you know, it's an interesting move that it's, you know, we're supposed to be a Disney plus series for so long. And now they're like, okay, we'll make it into a movie. Is that because the content has, you know, there isn't enough there, like as what, maybe what they thought, or maybe they're like, nah, we've actually got an idea to do it short and sweet and give us, Mm. give it, give it like a, you know, 90 minute to two hour 
feature, although it's Disney, it'll probably be two and a half hours. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe that'll be good because yeah, Mike, you pointed out too, Obi Wan Kenobi, like that should have been a movie, um, a hundred percent. So hopefully this works to their advantage. Yeah, not to their to their advantage. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, Folia, what do you what do you think about this? Are you you feeling better or worse about Lando being a movie? Um, look, I think, you know, honestly, the, um, the fact that it's going to be a movie is probably going to be better because we're okay. getting so much in terms of, you know, Disney plus shows that we're getting a little bit overwhelmed now, or well, at least I feel like it. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we're trying to keep up with it, you know, is also another thing. So the fact that it's a movie it probably gets more people to actually, you know, be a bit more involved in the Star Wars franchise and, um, you know, if people are interested enough, they might go back and watch the shows that have been coming out on Disney Plus. But, um, you know, I'm actually okay with it being a movie, to be honest. So, you know, you know, sit down two hours in and out and we're done. <laughs> um, I just because I feel like with with Lando Calrissian as a character, I don't know how much you can really go back and and like get as much depth of the character in a show in terms of information and stuff. So, um, I mean, there are bits and pieces that you can pick up, like the, you know, from the solo series being a prequel. And then, um, you know, there's also, um, you get to see Lando pop up in, uh, in rebels. Funnily enough that I've been watching. Uh, <laughs> Kendall hasn't seen it. <laughs> and voiced um, by Billy D. Williams, actually. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, mm. Yeah, so you know, it, it's interesting that they've made this move, but I, I'm, I'm okay with a with a film, to be honest. I think I prefer it over over it being a series. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, fair enough. Michael, do you feel the same, or what do you reckon? No, I think the same. Uh, I think people are sort of <laughs> are probably getting sick of the uh, Star Wars television show. It was good while. While it was a novelty, but now it's starting to slowly. It's like, oh, it's going to be, we're going to have to wait so many weeks to actually get the full story. And and I can sort of see the um, benefit of it just going to be a two-hour feature and and that's it. And people's attention spans going, oh, that was great. Uh, but my only gripes is, is this going to have a, a feature release or is it going to be on Disney Plus. I'm hoping cinema. Yeah, I, I feel like this should be a theatrical release, to be honest. Um, I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, I can't I can't see a world in which um, Lucasfilm and Disney make a Star Wars movie live action that mm. uh, doesn't uh, play in cinemas. Um, yeah. that's, I don't think that's a possibility to yeah. look at it any other way. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm ho- hopefully, hopefully they they haven't got like too scared because of Indiana Jones, and doing another franchise to cinema and how that turned out. <laughs> but I don't know with the creative, uh, with the creatives um, behind the scenes. I don't know. It's probably going to get a bit more interested in, bit more interest, especially with Donald Glover like repri reprising even though he's not yeah. the first uh reprising a role that he did in a movie that was released as well 
I don't know. Well, that's why I, f- I like originally when they announced it as a series, I'm like that makes sense because like it's not. I suppose it's not as big of a gamble for them to bank it in cinemas, like to like, write you know write everything on it, having a theatrical release because of the you know reception Solo got and the fact that that movie was really the turning point for them to go. All right, we need to we need to rethink what we're doing here because this isn't this isn't what people are wanting, um, sort of thing. But I mean, again, I said like solo. We could have a whole podcast on the fucking problems with solo <laughs> and going into that. But yeah, anyway. uh, and and the, and, and the Miller and Lord version and ah oh, the uh. version. The version I want so badly. It's all right. Ninety uh, percent of that is on the cutting room floor, so you get to watch like ten percent of it in the actual thing. Release the Miller and Lord cut. Doesn't Start exist. the hashtag. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Even the Snyder cut uh, didn't didn't exist until he had to go back and reshoot stuff, as well as oh, I just need like a billion dollars just to fin- finish it. So it didn't exist, right? Yeah. That's not how it works. No, anyway. that's not how it works. All right, let's move on into some other news before we, you know, to, tangent too far off because um, you guys will both be excited about this next story. Because, that is to you be know, seen. In the, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the biggest, you know, foregone conclusion uh, of, of the month, um, One Piece has been renewed for season two on Netflix. The foregone conclusion? Series. Yeah. I'm not surprised this has happened. <laughs> I'm not surprised. The reception to the show has been phenomenal and I, I still haven't watched it. I am still deciding whether or not I will. Um, <laughs> it's a big commitment. But, yeah, that's yeah. Depends that's how you watch it. Well, I, I don't think I would watch the anime because the anime just seems too daunting a commitment for me, and I really <laughs> respect you, Michael, for tackling it. Um, but um, hey, I, I start restarted it too. <laughs> well, yeah. But, You're not watching two well, versions of it yeah, at the you, same time. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I I don't know where you are up to and you're watching fully. Michael's just started. I'm, I'm, so. like, I'm pretty close to where Michael is. I'm just a little bit okay. further ahead of him. That's all. I'm not, okay. I'm not too far ahead. Yeah. Well, I bow down before you both <laughs> for doing something that I don't have the time or energy to try and do, um, which is why watching the live action for me would work when I eventually get mm. around to it. Um, but, yeah. I re- no, it makes, makes all the sense in the world for them to renew it. Yeah, I reckon watch the live action first and then... If if you feel inclined, watch the anime. If I want more, yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. And there is a way. There is a way to actually watch the anime without watching every single episode. So you can just watch the episodes that are related to the actual um, manga series in terms of its the actual story. So yeah. if you don't want if you don't want to watch any of the fillers, there there is like I'm pretty sure I can bring up a, a website where it shows you what episodes are the most important to watch um, and what episodes you can skip completely. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, oh, and yeah, that'll yeah. definitely that'll definitely cut down the watch time for you. So if you're not really inclined on watching every single episode like, like I am, um, and then probably eventually Michael, uh, <laughs> um, then, yeah, the, the, there is ways of, you know, cutting, it, cutting down the watch time so you don't watch everything. But, you know, that that is totally up to you i still would recommend watching the live action just to see whether or not you like the 
the characters and the story or the world to be more curious yeah and the world itself to see if you're curious to watch the anime it's very different to the real world (laughs) um yeah well yeah thank you for yeah um Mm. yeah i i don't know my brain is not my brain is literally not wired for watching anything (laughs) i'm just i'm i'm just i'm writing and i'm writing and i'm writing that's literally all i'm doing so that's fair so I will, yeah, I, I will see. I, I would like to watch it just because, you know, it's just, I'm just really glad for you guys and for everyone who's such a fan of this world, as you've put it, you know, uh, that it's actually a good adaptation of the anime. Mm. Um, that's, that's the thing that has me the most excited about it is the yeah. that it's, it's good. It's an actual good show. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah a lot of people were so, very skeptical, including me. And I'm not, I'm not even one of the biggest of fans of One Piece, to be honest. And it's when, you know, when we saw, obviously, when we watched the trailer for the first time, I was on the fence about watching it in the first place. But then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to, you know, give it a go and see what happens. And, you know, I was just pleasantly surprised of the live action. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to know that, we're getting a season two um which means you know it gives me time to watch more of the anime so that when the actual season two does get released i'll actually know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah plus i've got to you know if i'm gonna watch anything i really should uh start doctor who which which i've been i have been thinking about maybe doing maybe doing very soon because i'm on holiday now and i i would like to watch something in between all the writing i'm doing and i was thinking of, <laughs> i think it may be starting doctor who but we'll see well there's a new trailer coming out on the 23rd oh is there <laughs> yeah oh. oh that's next week hey yeah mm. about the three oh. three episode special that's very exciting. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to hopefully talk about that. Pin it, pin it. <laughs> yes. Pin it. All right. Um, mm. uh, e- either of you have any uh, comments on One Piece before we move on? Um, we're on a cruise. We are. We are. We are. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, everyone know, knows the meme of the, uh, the live-action um, Netflix version. It's never on par with anything, really. And, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise that they're going for a second season. Because if it didn't go well, then, you know, they just stop it. Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like Death Note. I like Death Note. Whatever else. Uh, My Hero Akinobi now. That hasn't had a live. That has not done a live action. Sorry, yet. I could just see his elbow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's Deku. No, I look honestly. I I have been very skeptical of um certain of lo- certain anime adapt adapted to live action. Um, I've only seen a couple of variations, like. I've read through the manga series of Assassination Classroom. I've watched the anime itself. And then I found out that there was a live action of 
the series <laughs> and I watched the live action I when I was Nah, it's not the same. Mm, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick to that to my anime. Yeah. And I think with the and what they did with that one was I think it was a it was like a limited series. It was like I think it was like one or two episodes in live action. Um, just in a sort of a you could almost say it was a movie, but made for TV. Mm. Um, the CG just did not <laughs> go well <laughs> with it because the main character of the series of that story is an octopus alien thing. You know, how do you make that live action? <laughs> what you do is, and it has to be, and it has, and he, and it has to be tall, yeah. and he has to be super fast and. Yeah. First, you get Rick Baker out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> dot dot dot. Anyway, <laughs> bring bring Stan Winston back from the dead, and you're off to the races. <laughs> or if you're going Star Allies, Harry Housens. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Stop motion. Wow. Oh, let's go. Wow. All right, we've got one more bit in the news to discuss, um, and that's some gaming news because during the week. Um, Nintendo and Sony both had some um, news drops. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct and a State of Play that happened. Um, I haven't really paid too much attention, obviously, because I am not the gamer on this podcast. That's these two. Um, well, I, only watched, <laughs> I only watched the Nintendo Direct because okay. I just got a Nintendo. The only... <laughs> The only thing I know uh, is the fact that, um, and this is thanks to one of my good mates, um, they showed a bunch of other like new stuff from Spider-Man Two um, mm-hmm. in the in the state of play, and um, yeah, I watched I watched a bunch of that when I was at uh, that same friend's house yesterday because he was like, he's like the biggest Spider-Man fan I know, and he was just frothing, um, and he's like, you have to watch this, and I'm like, okay, and I'm watching it, and I'm just <laughs> like. This looks fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, they've really... Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of in awe of what Sony and what Insomniac Games, rather, have achieved with, with this game. So it's going to be fucking huge when it comes out next month. The roughing at um, the mouth. Like, he's got some, at the mouth. some sort of symbiote. Hmm. Mm. 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 Yes. <laughs> and it looks like Mysterio might be in the game, too. So, oh, Mysterio. Um, mis- very mysterious. But anyway, uh, that's that's all I really have to contribute. So um, I'm going to throw it to Fulia, who's going to lead this one. Um, tell us about Nintendo and, and Sony and their awesome news. <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to piggyback off what you've already started. So we'll start off with the state of play, even though that was the second... Um, thing event. thing that happened yes <laughs> um, so going off the whole the, the whole Spider-Man thing surprisingly this was not the last thing that they mentioned at the end of the actual state of play it was actually in the middle of it um, oh. so it was um, essentially new it was a new gameplay trailer for Spider-Man 2 which highlights a lot of the new spider suits that the players will be getting um, and it looks like there's going to be a lot of spider suits in this game. Um, and there's also going to be an extra map. So, you know, they're not just staying in um, one part of New York. They're also traveling into Brooklyn now. So mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's extra, extra content there. 
um, the fact that you you can do dual combos with two Spider-Man. So you're not just playing as one, you can play as two, or actually three in some cases. But then there are times where only one particular Spider-Man is called for. So it's it looks like it's going to be a really interesting story by the looks of it all. Um, but I still haven't finished the first one. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. I need, I need to, I need to finish that. But the fact that you know the the twentieth of October is you know creeping up pretty quickly. It's literally like a month away. Um, I don't think I'll be getting that far because I'm too busy trying to get through other games as well. <laughs> <laughs> Giant backlog. Ah. Um, so that was one of the one of the big things that came out of the state of play. Um, another thing was that um, they showed off some uh, Resident Evil 4 in VR um, gameplay. So um, Resident Evil fans will be getting a opportunity to play Resident Evil in VR, um, including uh, some uh, new content, some DLC for the Resident Evil story, which includes the um, a story about... Uh, Ada Wong, which is a character in the game, um, a lot of people are very excited about that. Um, so that was that was a interesting uh, interesting announcement. Um, they also gave us um, uh, an official story trailer for Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Um, looks interesting. A lot of people are slowly um, slowly comparing it to Horizon Forbidden West. Um, or you know that the Horizon series. Um, I haven't played the, played those games either, so obviously I can't really um, agree or disagree. But um, I mean, it looks interesting. Well, Fulia, um, this is the then... internet, so you have to choose a side. <laughs> I ain't choosing no sides <laughs> right now until I play the games. Uh, <laughs> the um, another announcement that came out uh, was some new accessories that'll be coming very soon so they've announced some new colors for the ps5 dual sense controllers and covers um and this is a they've called it the deep earth collection so they've and they're kind of metallic colors um so they've got a a red a blue and a silver so we're gonna have three additional colors to the already um you know how many we got five colors so far um with the um with the the first release of the new with the uh, the first three which was the pink the purple and the i think it was red as well but that one's a different red so those ones are more of a sort of a galaxy sort of a look in terms of colors whereas this one's going to be more metallic by the looks of it um, so that's kind of cool. So that they haven't given us any kind of release date for them yet. So there's no pre-orders for them yet. Believe me, I've been checking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, that's probably going to be a potentially a 2024 release, I would say. Um, but yeah, the, but the, you know, the way that they opened the state of play was with a Bennett 40 game called baby steps. And my goodness, like, I don't know if you've heard of the game Getting Over It. Um, it that's also by the same person, Bennett Foddy. Uh, and 
This one's more of a... This guy, you don't use your arms, but you're walking. You're essentially... But you have to... You're, you're, you're slowly walking. It's as if... But you're an adult man. You're an adult man that might be, I don't know, drunk or something. It just looks ridiculous. Mm. And, but it, and, and, and it looks like it's going to be one of those really frustrating games um, that I know I'm not going to be playing. So. <laughs> but it was just really you know weird that they would open the state of play with that and it was a like a good two and a half minute like trailer or gameplay footage and i'm just looking at this thinking this is and it's got such a weird sense of humor to it as well i feel like michael and kendall you two would really enjoy the humor of it don't know whether you'd enjoy the game itself (laughs) When the character is like playing against you, it's like, no, go over there, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost kind of like a puzzle solving as well at the same time. So you got to, oh, it's more of a strategy. You got to figure out how to go around and maneuver things and this particular character because you can't use your arms. You can only use your legs. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't, that's a, that was an interesting way that they opened it up. Um, I think the the biggest thing that came out of this, apart from Spider-Man, was the fact that um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has now got a release date. Um, and it'll be coming out on February 29th, 2024. Um, and, the, and along with that, they've also revealed that you can get a full-on, like, collector's edition with a big statue of Sephiroth, which is one of the characters in the game. He's like the bad guy. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Final Fantasy VII fans are going to be very, very excited for that. Um, and so that's the main thing that came out of the state of play. It looks cool. Um, I don't... I, I haven't played Se- Final Fantasy VII Remake myself, but it is on. it is on my list to play. Um, once I've finished with Final Fantasy 16, <laughs> I'll eventually get around to that one. Working backwards. Um, yeah, I'll be going backwards. 16, <laughs> 7, 2. 7, 2. <laughs> I'm just going all over the place. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of the, the biggest things that came out of the state of play. Um, moving into the Nintendo Direct, which was the one that I was very excited to watch. Um, a lot came out of the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um, there was a lot of uh, announcements in terms of new games and old games being remade uh, or remastered. Um, well, and I'll start off with the fact that um, Mario versus Donkey Kong is coming to the Switch. <laughs> I had no idea this was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like a GameCube game, I think. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're bringing it. They're bringing that game to the Switch. It looks like a ton of fun. It looks like it's going to be some puzzle solving involved. Um, and Donkey Kong is your enemy, essentially. What again? <laughs> you got to beat Donkey King. You got to beat Donkey Kong. Um, another thing that they've showed us some more footage of is Super Mario RPG, which is obviously a um, a remaster. Uh, coming to the Switch, and I've never played that game before, so I am actually kind of looking forward to playing Super Mario RPG. Um, so that'll be really cool. Um, they gave us 
some gameplay footage of Princess Peach Showtime. That is the official title for the game. It looks so good. Yeah, it looks so good. I showed it to my oh girl my... and she said, I want that. Yes. <laughs> Peach. It looks like so much fun. Yeah, Peach going around she's with not... accessories. Yeah, she's not just in her pink gown anymore. She's getting other outfits that aren't always going to be pink i love that <laughs> I, it's a that's it's so cool that you know the, the one the one outfit that really resonated with me was the fact that she's going to be wearing a kung fu outfit to do kung fu battles and the martial artist inside me just squeed <laughs> i am very excited to see her do that she's also she's also going to be a detective as well so you get to see her in a detective outfit doing a little sleuthing um, and mystery solving, uh, which is going to be cool. I, and it's, 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 it's all based around a, I think it's at a theater. Mm. So something's happening at a theater and she has to save the theater essentially. Um, and yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for that. That one's actually coming out next year in March. Um, another thing that's, um, that was announced was Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, which is a 3DS game, which is now coming to the Switch. And I've played Luigi's Mansion 3. It's good fun. Uh, so, and I, a few months ago, maybe earlier this year actually, ended up buying Luigi's Mansion 2 on 3DS, <laughs> pre-owned. <laughs> and then and then they announced this, and I was like, damn it, I should have waited. Damn. <laughs> Oh, well, it's fine. Now I have it in my collection and it's going to be worth a lot someday. Um, so, yeah. Then, um, what else did they announce? Oh, um, for those of you who've played F-Zero back in the day, there is, they have now brought out F-Zero 99, which is a online battle royale of, of F-Zero where you're playing with 99 other players um, and you have to try and beat them and wipe them out to win. And my gosh, it looks so chaotic. Mm. And that is now available right now on, um, I believe, the NSO, Nintendo Switch Online. So if you've already got that that membership, you, you should be able to play oh. that. Um, and it's free. <laughs> so that looks interesting. <laughs> Um, they also gave us some more, um, footage of Warrior Wear Move It, which will be coming out on the 3rd of November. Uh, some more footage on Detective Pikachu Returns, which will be coming out on the 6th of October, which isn't too far away. Um, they, they also gave us a quick look at the last characters that will be coming with the final wave of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Um, they've given, they've shown us one of the courses and the last few characters that'll be available to play as, um, including Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, and Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> and Donkey Kong. Uh, isn't he already in there? No, I don't think. Yeah, he's already in there. No, 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 no. Um, the, the game Donkey Kong, uh, when you were playing Jumpman. Like the original, original, original. Oh, original, original. Pauline, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. De- I, I only that was knew, her debut. I only, yeah, I only knew her from Super Mario Odyssey. Oh yeah, she's in there as well. 
as the mayor of the town that you have of, to save. Of Donk City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And then there was a lot of announcements of, like, other indie games, including um, Dave the Diver is, um, is an indie game that's been, you know, highly rated, highly recommended by a lot of people, um, which is now going to be available on the Nintendo Switch on the 26th of October with a free demo currently available right now. So you can go and check out the demo. Um, another game that I never thought I would ever see on the Switch Ooh. is Trombone Champ, which was actually released on PC last year, I believe. And it's, it's a ridiculous, chaotic game that you can play with up to four players. Mm. And essentially, you're playing the trombone, but yes. very, very badly. <laughs> it's not, well, it's not... <laughs> you try not to play it badly. Well, yeah, but it always going to be end up to sounding very bad, especially when you're playing with three other character, uh, three other players. <laughs> Depends how good you are. It's all to do with skill. Trombone Champ is now available right now for those of you who are interested in checking it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then I think the biggest announcement that came out of of the Nintendo Direct. Was the fact was. that they that Paper we Mario get to play. Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door is coming to the Nintendo Switch. It is a remastered version of the what what what's what console was this on? Was this on GameCube? GameCube, I think. Yeah. It's coming to the Switch, and everybody lost their minds when they found out that this was going to be a thing. Paper Mario fans are very happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> That was the biggest announcement that came out of that, and a lot of my a lot of my friends who loved playing these games back in the day are so excited to be able to play it on the Switch. So, I never played Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Um, the only Paper Mario game I have played was Origami King, and that was the only that was the first original Paper Mario game that came out on the Switch. Um, mm. so this is really interesting that we get to have, um, older versions of the game coming, coming onto the new gen console. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to playing it. It, it looks like it's going to be good fun. I, like, I know the, the story of it, um, cause I've seen someone else play through it. Um, but to be able to experience it myself is going to be good fun. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're the, they're the big major announcements that came out of the, the direct and the state of play. Um, Michael, what are you excited about? Believe it or not, I'm a little bit excited about, um, well, all the Mario stuff, obviously. <laughs> but one of my biggest ones is like, ooh, I might actually get that one, is you are now going to play Tomb Raider <laughs> on the Switch. Yeah, that was an announcement. I, yeah skipped it because it's not my thing <laughs> so tomb raider one two and three not only will I'd it be cry. not only will it be coming to the nintendo switch but it'll be coming remastered and the fact or, that you can switch between the remastered version or the original version or the original polygon um pointy <laughs> boobs <laughs> version of Laura, Lara so you can Croft. switch between the two different visuals of the game yeah. which is really cool because it, it gives it gives everybody a different experience to see whether or not 
you know, they want to go back to the original, what they grew up with, or if they want to play the new version. Yeah. It's also pretty, pretty weird playing all these, um, like, PlayStation games now on Nintendo. Right. <laughs> it's all cross-promotion. I was going to say, is it um, the old Metal Gear Solid games coming to the Switch as well in, like, a bundle? Yeah, I think the, the first three as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, as well as um, uh, Batman Arkham, mm, mm. which I'll be buying. I'll definitely be buying because I'm I'm, I'm weird because I like all the versions <laughs> that I have on <laughs> Xbox me. 360. You're not the only uh, one that does that. PC <laughs> and now on Switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because originally... Yeah, I think originally there was a version of Arkham City on the Wii U, which I can't remember if I got it or not. I don't think so. Hmm. I think I think I was living with a guy who actually had it. Maybe Phil, <laughs> actually, <laughs> when when me and Phil were living uh, living together. Platonic, hmm. nothing funny, and yeah, he got a co- copy of it. And he he had the the Wii U and I had to borrow his and I didn't have to pay for anything. So <laughs> but anything then when I moved that, I had to a- get it. Anything else that you're excited for? Um, trying to remember. Um, I didn't really touch on uh, Mario Wonder. No, oh, no, not really. Not in this direct. No, it had its own thing. Like mm. not too long. Yeah, ago. exactly. Yeah, so mm, that's basically it. Getting some Tomb Raider into me. <laughs> That'll be fun. Awesome. Anything from the State of Play? Or you didn't watch the State of Play, did you? No, I didn't. No, I okay, don't have. Play- I don't have a PlayStation, so what's the point? I'm a I'm a gamer, but I'm only a selective gamer. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, shall we wrap up the news then? Yes, yes let's. we shall. Very good. Should. Thank you for doing that for Leah. That was awesome. That's all right. <laughs> all right. All right, then. Uh, that's the new news. Let's now roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Uh, yes, trailer park time. We've got three trailers to discuss. Um, some pretty good trailers this week, if, if I don't mind saying so myself. Except, you know, that doesn't mean um, that this first one's going to be any good, but we'll see. Um, boo. <laughs> boo. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> yes, our... Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> our first trailer, of course, is uh, the first trailer at last, for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, hey, yeah. This movie's coming out in three and a bit months, and they've only just dropped a trailer now. It's very interesting. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Um, I won't hold that against them. I'm, I'm, yeah, they showed a lot of the, kind of what the story's going to be for this, which is, is, is interesting. Um, I suppose they're just really like this is like the DC EU's last stand, I I guess. So it's like they're just let's see how many bums on seats we can get. We'll just show them everything we got, and we'll only show um a one second of Amber Heard. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, oh, she's here. Oh, there was a cu- 
There was a couple of shots where it, uh, in the foreground where she was only a little pixel. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I only noticed <laughs> that one towards the end. Um, but that's okay. That's, you know, we're not here to talk about that. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting trailer. It was cut weirdly because um, it, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it was going in one direction with Black Black Manta being like, you know, I'm going to destroy you and then the de- and then it detoured a little bit into, oh, no, actually there's this thing with the with Orm and this Black Trident and all this stuff and that's how Black Manta's... Th- uh, so it was just, I don't know, it was a weirdly cut-together trailer. I don't know if you guys felt the same. Um, but, um... But yeah, it looks epic. It looks it looks it looks interesting. Um, there's a baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yep, yep, cool. Feel like we've missed some time. Um, clearly, I mean, aqua you know, baby. aqua baby, uh, aqua lad. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the you know, the trailer starts with Momoa, you know, voiceovering saying it's four four years and whatever. So yeah, there's some there's some stuff. There's obviously some stuff with with. I think is it. What's her name? What's Amber Heard's character's name? I fucking forgot her name. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it starts with M, doesn't it? Maria. Is it... No, is it Mira? Is it Mira? Mira? Mira sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. I think it might be Mira. Fucking hell. Sorry. But yeah, they were... They were... I'm pretty sure they're uh, a thing. Yeah, Mira. I was right. Um, they're a thing, so uh, they're going to have to find a way to... Yep. You know, mm. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. Um, Surrogate. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the, the the thing that interests me most in this this trailer though that I'm excited to see is the fact that in the first movie, Orm was essentially the villain. Even though the movie had two villains, you know, Black Manta was there as well, but you know, Orm was the main villain. And now, in this one, um, Orm is freed and is teaming up with his brother. What movie does that sound like to anybody? Hmm. The worst movie in Marvel? <laughs> it's not the worst one. <laughs> this is the worst. It's not the worst one. It's not the, the worst. It's it's one. it's like the second or third worst one. Um, no, it's. <laughs> but it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, I will admit. No, um, no, it's it's yeah. We're, we're getting it. Like it's funny because like the first Aquaman had has sort of. Thor vibes to it and then now this one they're they're literally doing the Thor the Dark World plot with Loki helping Thor you know because he has no other option and it literally feels the same here like you know I have to I have to get you know jailbreak my brother so he can help me do a thing um and that's (laughs) fine it's a it's a trope I guess but and I'm okay with it because like I'm you know, that's actually the storyline that I'm most interested in is like, how far into Orm's redemption are they going to go? Like, you know, how are they going to do this? And um, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy them as brothers because obviously they're only half brothers, but um, it's interesting, that whole dynamic. I, I'm looking forward to how it plays out, but yeah, it's interesting that they've decided to kind of copy and paste a little bit, but that's fine. Um, yeah, but... Are you going to be surprised in the thir- third Aquaman that um, Amber Heard's not going to be there at all? <laughs> Is there going to be a third Aquaman? Don't, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's going to be and it's going to be um, directed by someone who's funny. 
<laughs> and then the fourth one will completely derail. <laughs> yep, derail. Yeah, because that derails. But Amber Heard, away. Amber Heard will come back. Amber Heard will come back. Yep, she'll be ridiculous. and she'll have cancer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just happening. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. And then yeah, the Black Manta stuff. I like I like Yayo Dormatin the second. I think he's a great actor, and um, so I'm excited to see yeah. what he can do with with Black Manta again. And now that he's going to be a little more powered with this trident. Um, and there's going to be some f- pretty epic fight scenes happening. So, um, yeah, I'll watch it. I I hope I like it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. But, um, yeah. Ha. Ha. I didn't even do that on Underwater. purpose. Underwater. Underwater. <laughs> it's, it's a sea movie. They're in the sea. Um, Fulia. So, so, so much semen. So, so many semen. Um, Fulia, what did you make of this trailer? Um, so it looks good, looks really cool. I'm just a little confused as to what to expect with this movie. And the way that this trailer sort of started off with Aquaman being a family man, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'm also the king. (laughs) Yeah. That's my job. That's my job. Um, and... You know, they they also then cut in, you know, Black Manta. He's angry about something. We, and it's like, if if time has passed since the last movie to now, to this one, then how has this guy been holding that grudge for so long? <laughs> you know? Spite is a good motivator, but <laughs> prolonged... Probably not. Well, it depends on how long they or how well they explain it. Um, like yeah. if, if, if like Black Manta maybe finds out about the, this trident and it takes him that long to get it, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm yeah. I I'm I'm so I'm I'm a bit on the fence about whether or not I'm going to be watching this one. Um, I'm not really 100% convinced yet. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Michael. We shall see. We ha- ha- uh, yes, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have watched this on the um, something bigger than my phone. Otherwise, I'd be more enthralled. Because uh, I was looking at it like, really close. And it's like, oh, I, I suppose that was epic and wonderful. The big CGI adventure. And... It'll probably do gangbusters because it's coming out at a particular time where there's not really much yeah. coming out. So, and that's what happened last time with the with the previous movie. Like, not, nothing was really coming out against it. So, yeah, and it, and it made big big bucks. It was like the most successful DC movie ever, and it's about Aquaman. Jokes write themselves. <laughs> and and I do remember um, it, um, Mary Poppins Return came out roughly the same time, and uh, and Julie Andrews decided not to do that one, but did <laughs> but did uh, Aquaman instead. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, don't know what the story is. Definitely feels like Dark World territory until you said it. I didn't really pick that up, but, yeah. And I can't really remember any of the characters. So it's probably have to be a a rewatch before I watch this one. So it's like, where am I? I'm confused. 
Is Jason Momoa doing his character in Fast 9? Whatever X. they're up to. X. 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 Where he was doing the Joker, but not the Joker. <laughs> I haven't seen it. No. Anyway, I just know the Discord on, on, on internet. I'm constantly on the internet. I need to get off. <laughs> That's it, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out, Cub Scout. I'm done, Errol Flynn. <laughs> In like Flynn. Anyway, so this is coming out at the end of the year. It is, yes. Oh. Yes. Cool. All right, let's move on pay to... Pay your writers. Yes, pay your writers uh, and your actors. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Talking to you, Jason Aslav. <laughs> David Aslav. <laughs> David Zaslav. Okay. David Zaslav. Our next trailer, uh, Stretching Gears completely um this is a trailer for a series that's going to be on apple tv plus called lessons in chemistry starring brie larson um mm. this yeah this... and a corner of the internet went boo <laughs> i'm so annoyed that people still bring that shit up talk about it like just let the woman live <laughs> <laughs> let her live man no <laughs> no, no man. No, she's not allowed. She's not allowed to speak her mind. Yeah, because uh, she's a woman. She's a woman. Women, women, women. Anyway, this trailer, I liked it. Um, I'm gonna watch this. I, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, it's period piece. It's based on a book. Um, and it looks like it's gonna tell a really powerful and moving story. Um, that's very feminist and very equal rights and very just, you know, ticks all the, the good, the good boxes of like, you know, overcoming, uh, oppression and struggle and all of that stuff. And, um, so it's, yeah, it's an interesting lens and it's, you know, hopefully they don't go down. I say all that and then I'm like, I hope they don't go down the white savior route. Um, but we'll see. Possibly. Poss yeah. <laughs> it feels, it feels very liberal as in little L, not big L. Yes. Um, Yes, that's it's very woke. It's very. That's the only. Yeah, that's the only concern I think I have for it. Other than that, I'm. You know, I. The fact that it's you know this character is is someone who's insanely intelligent and she wants to you know use her abilities uh, in in a scientific focused career and then she's stopped from doing that and then you know she, she you know because she uses her chemistry to. Uh, perfect cooking um and she does in, in insane cooking and prep meals and things i can't find right the right words right now um but yeah she seems like she's a really good cook a really good chef so and then <laughs> she gets tapped for a tv series and then she's able to um you know use her gifts in that way and then maybe become a you know someone who can influence or affect some sort of change somehow i guess um yeah. and then you know she's a mum on top of that and um, you know, she's, she's got her husband, um, and a kid and all of this. So yeah, it, um, it just looks really good and it looks really well made. And like the, the color palette was really cool. Like it's the aesthetic of the whole thing, like all the, the costuming and, um, yeah, it just looks really, really good. And, um, I don't think we've really seen Brie Larson do a series before, so this might be, like I'm wrecking my brain. This might be the first time we've really seen her do something 
kind of like this where we get to spend you know she gets to spend a lot of time in the one character kind of yeah. exploring that so for someone who's as talented as she is um yeah i think that's gonna be really awesome to watch so yeah this is on my list i'm doing it so depending how many episodes she's in but i was going to me- mention scott pilgrim but that doesn't really matter oh yeah really the, the animated yeah scott pilgrim that's about to come out yeah but they they dump everything at the same time so essentially it's a movie yeah so, true because it's netflix not the same it's not the same no it's not the same um yeah i can't wait fulia um as the resident foodie of the podcast um <laughs> did this did this grab you foodie you, fuji foodie fuji are you are you intrigued i am actually i think this out of the out of the trailers this is my favorite one um it looks like it's going to be really interesting watch um the fact that this you know this chemist becomes a a a chef on TV, like like a, a like a cooking star essentially. Um, it looks like it's going to be you know really interesting. Um, I I like a good period piece that sort of speaks to um, you know women and their empowerment and all that sort of stuff. And um, and this one's sort of no different. And, and I, you know, the concept of someone who's worked in the field of chemistry or knows a lot about chemistry that can cook well is all, has always intrigued me because cooking is essentially chemistry. And, um, like, it's really interesting to see how these, you know, how these people who work in, work in science can actually put that to cooking. Um, so, um, I'm very, I am very intrigued by this particular show. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how we go. Although my Apple TV plus subscription will be running out by the end of the year. So I don't know how long I'll be keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, like if you fall yeah, this one's coming out before the end of the year. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm just hoping it doesn't have extra seasons that I have to fork up. Uh, <laughs> I get you. I get yes. you. I get you. I get you. Um, you can always become a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> like Luffy. Speak. Yeah. Speak. There. Yeah. I was going to say. Speak. Speaking of which, uh, our flag. Our flag means death. Um, comes out in October. Mm. I saw the trailer for that. It looks heartwarming, and funny. Great. So, my turn. Yes, go. Um, yeah, it looks spick. It, it's, it looks very expensive. Um, and the story is uh, within the confines of the civil rights movement. So, who knows what's going to happen. Um, it's kind of kind of interesting character. Um, this, um, this, this chemist. Um being told that uh, women can't do science get in the kitchen and she said okay <laughs> i am and i'm gonna make it i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell the, the women you don't have to do this you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> she's the get voice of all the women hey <laughs> eh? the voice of all the women no, 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 no! I'm talking about the guy who plays Dwight and from The Office goes. Make me a martini. You don't know that I haven't had a long day. Why don't you go make a drink? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I like that part. That was good. 
That was <laughs> Do you know that's, that we're, we're living in an era where it's okay to beat your wife? <laughs> it's it's education. Education. Shut up, white cisgendered male. Uh, all I can do is apologize for my people. <laughs> Hashtag not all men. Anyway, uh, this is coming out on apples. Yeah, on the apple tree. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the apple will fall not so far from the tree into a pie. Um, hmm. Doesn't fall if you hit it. <laughs> Take that, apple twee. <laughs> Take that, apple twee. Okay, last trailer. Last trailer. Um, and this one. This one's my favorite. <laughs> uh, May I zone out now? <laughs> you can zone out now. Yes, please. Okay. We'll cue Get me you, a martini. We'll cue you back in in two you minutes. You make me a martini. Uh, <laughs> shake and not stir. <laughs> For I am Jim. So, um, the third trailer we're going to discuss uh, is for um, another streaming series. This is a uh, upcoming adaptation of The Fall of the House of Usher, um, done by uh, the one and only Mike Flanagan. And Mike Flanagan. We we love we love Mike Flanagan on this podcast. Uh, and he's alright. Yeah, he goes alright. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know he's got a lot of his same cast returning back from his previous series, Bly Manor and Hill House and um, Midnight Club. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's tackling Edgar Allan Poe this time around. So um, I'm just. I'm so happy. <laughs> I just, I, I watched this trailer and I just, I was like vibrating with excitement. It was such, this is such a good trailer. It was cut together so well. It probably, sh- it, it may, it maybe showed a little bit too much. I don't know, but, um, you know, the story is, you know, a couple of hundred years old, so it's not exactly like we have to worry about spoilers. Um, and it, you know, cause it's, it's interesting too, cause it's a modern adaptation of of the story you know so that's that's something that has me really intrigued i haven't actually read the story myself so i don't really Mm. know it too well but um you know it looks like it's it's they're also infusing other elements of of poe's work obviously there was some uh, imagery with involving a raven and the word nevermore was used so that's that's in there um nevermore or evermore (laughs) Um and yeah, it just, eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks it just looks so well done. Like it kind of looks like Succession with a horror twist. Um, it, you know, this this family yeah. that's um corrupt and rich and um the they they're crumbling from within and it looks like there's some kind of supernatural force that is um trying to tear them tear them down and that um you know like i i i think it there was a line in the trailer like someone asked like carla gugino is the one that plays the the entity or whomever it is whatever it is and someone said what are you and she goes consequences or whatever and i was like oh that's cool that's cool um so she's like a manifestation of bad karma maybe um or something to that effect um but yeah you're a verb. <laughs> You're a verb. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So no, it just it just looks it looks great. Like I, I yeah, like I can't I can't even just yeah. I just I just love it. I just it looks like it's nailing nailing the scares, nailing the thrills, the intrigue, the drama. Um, a lot of gory elements here as well. Um, that you know are used very effectively in this trailer, along with the score. The music in this trailer was really 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 helped to amp up the tension um and the just ah just the like this these people we're gonna watch rich assholes get their comeuppance (laughs) what again again so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting experience and just you know to see which of the family that we're gonna kind of swing to in terms of you know do we are we gonna have any sympathy for them because surely they're not gonna just be just assholes and that's their characters there's gonna have to be some complicatedness to them um surely but um but yeah it looks it looks fucking amazing like i can't like i i I was i was gonna watch it regardless because you know it's mike flanagan and his uh his stuff is just you know i'm a big fan um you know especially of his netflix stuff has just been insanely good every time so yeah Mm. um yeah but now that i've seen the trailer i'm like i'm even more like my excitement's through the roof now, so um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Michael, uh, how did this one oh. go for you? How are you? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Um, what you said was sort of um, inept. The, the uh, su- succession, but with horror elements, is like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a cool like ensemble piece and. Uh, who knows if there's any sympathy, sympathetic character in it? I, I'm sh- I'm sure there's probably one, maybe, but then there's probably going to be a, a turnover. It's like, oh, none of these people are likable, uh, and that's <laughs> what you like about it. You're actually see, you're not really rooting for the 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 final girl or the final guy. You yeah. just you just want to say, yeah, then take him out. You know. They're they're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> and yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. You can uh, you can never go wrong with it. Good old Edgar, except for his you know obsession with his cousin. But uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. History will history. History will history. But uh, do you, do you like the work or do you like the jerk? I like the work. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, Mike Flanagan uh, is always good to be let off the reins when it ca- comes to his material, especially the Netflix. So it's mm. pretty cool that they they let him run for us. Um, but unfortunately, there's not going to be any promotion from him with, with no. in this writing uh, strike thing. So unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might watch it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's on the same streaming service that, as my One Piece, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? And, um, yeah, Mark Hamill's in this too, so. Yes. Which is very cool. <laughs> I'm sure it's... Any any little boy's dream to 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 direct the uh, the Luke himself. Yes. Um, well, I mean, you know, they clearly got on so well because you know him. Um, they re- they're teaming up again to adapt a, another Stephen King novel 
remember we talked about a little while ago. Yeah, the Talisman, I think it was. Uh, I, think. I don't remember if it was the Talisman because it's with um, it's with Tom Hiddleston as well. Oh uh, yes, yes. That one. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I got. I'm gonna look up what it's called because. I know. I know it's one of the Stephen Kings that I haven't read. Yeah, it's um, the Life of Chuck. The Life of Chucky. Yes, the Life of Chuck. <laughs> Chook. Um, Chook, which is probably not going to be out for another couple of years now, but that's okay. As long as it still happens, I'll be all right. I suppose. I suppose. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Tom Hiddleston and his weird-looking face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say, anyway. sir? <laughs> what did you say? I challenge you to a jewel. <laughs> to a duel. Yes. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, let's wrap up our trailer park, <laughs> shall we? Speaking of moving on, let's move on. Let's move on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um, cool. Fall of the House. Emotionally. The Fall in Emotionally, oh my God. The Fall of the House of Usher will be out at some point very soon. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be good. All right, let's get ready. Yes. Because now <clears throat> it's time mm. for the what? moment. The segment, yes. the section, oh. the part, uh-huh. the place, the thing, the spot, the entity in the show we like to call. Consequences. <laughs> Popcorn culture. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is popcorn culture time and my God. <laughs> Will I get through this without crying? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, we are here. Do it. <laughs> do it. We are here, of course, as always, to discuss uh, Ahsoka. This week, it's episode five, Shadow Warrior. Um, I am a warrior. <laughs> And yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> we said last week that you know episode four was probably the best episode of the series, but you know it was more accurately it was Homer Simpson going best episode so far um, mm-hmm. because I feel like this one um, is just on another level uh, again. Yeah. Um, just for my overall thoughts. Um, I, yeah, I'm so glad I rewatched this episode because, yeah, like, not just to have it fresh in my mind for this chat, but um, just to rewatch it just because it's amazing. Uh, (laughs) um, Mm. And just so, just so well done. And, like, ah, like, I love it. I love it when these shows, the fact that, you know, this is, we, we complain about oversaturation and there's so many shows on Disney Plus and now Star Wars is is going overboard, like Marvel has gone overboard and it's just so much. But, like, it's just times like this where I go, thank God <laughs> for, <laughs> for that, you know, because we get something as good as this, you know. Like, there's been some highlights similar that made me feel similar to in previous things, like, you know, seeing Mando fly in the Naboo Starfighter on the pod racing track, like, that still brings tears to my eyes. And, you know, and then seeing Luke, Luke 
again, um, you know, coming to take Grogu away at the end of Mando season two, like that's another moment. Like the fact that we, that, yeah, there's, there might be some shit, but there's some fucking, there's some gems. There's some like real fucking gems. There's some nuggets of gold in that shit. There really is. There really, <laughs> really is. And I don't know if that's, you know, a great metaphor to be using because it may not sell Star Wars as it is to people, but it's, but as, well, as a, a fan, you can say that. As a fan, I think we can, yeah, because, you know, we've been through it our whole lives, you know. I mean, I can, at least for myself, you know, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was, I can remember. So just to see this kind of storytelling happen and, and like, Dave Filoni, I mean, <laughs> dude's living the dream. Like, he must, like, yeah, golf clap, golf clap, absolutely. He's, like, he's living his fucking dream right now. I, 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 I would like to just see his reaction to this shit and just go I did it I actually did it I got to do the thing <sighs> um, I don't know I think he just smiles quietly to himself so I was like <laughs> yeah he's just like just, yeah I did that I did that yeah no yeah. that's that's probably not yeah. even that is like um, this is what I want this is what I want to see uh, here you go do you like it yes yes oh, we do that's good yeah. I'll do more I'll do more yeah yeah um yeah, it was just a brilliant episode, like, just, you know, for, for Ahsoka's story, like, her character progression and, and all of that and her growth, um, fucking amazing. I'm so glad. Um, and some justice for Hayden Christensen as well. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and just, you know, furthering the story, like, it just, it did a really good job of just everything. This episode was just perfectly paced perfectly done in every single way for me like i i don't i i'd be hard pressed to find any negatives in this episode but so if you guys think of them point them out and i'll be like i'll i'll hear you but no obi-wan <laughs> yeah no okay no obi-wan <laughs> but i'll talk about that later but we saw rex so we'll take rex <laughs> we'll take rex True. we heard rex <laughs> we heard rex um yeah um, it's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this with you guys in, in more detail. So, Fulia, please, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. It was so good. And, oh, man, it took my breath away when we saw the... the, the the Clone Wars, I'm like, what? They're doing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Connective tissue. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who's actually watched the animated series and to see that come to life, like even though it's in a more of a sort of a contextual way that it's not necessarily. It's a memory. Yeah, even though it's a memory, it was just, it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this episode was, uh, it was a, it was kind of light on the action, even though there was still action, um, and I didn't mind it to be honest. It, it was really, um, it was really nice to be able to hear some more dialogue and just to. Just to see these characters, you know, again come to life. Um, you know, it's all it's all based through Dave Filoni's 
freaking talent of an imagination and creativity like my goodness everything that he's done in cartoon is now become live action and it's just <laughs> mind-blowing honestly <laughs> it is so cool and i am so happy that i get to be part of this experience to be able to watch it all come to life and wow it's so good like <laughs> oh man this episode was awesome i yeah. loved it <laughs> yeah so so good so good um michael how about you how did how did this one go with you yeah i liked it um uh with the storytelling that's that's happening you can definitely see that um this is the middle ground and building up to the um the big third act that is the later half and you needed this uh type of episode after what we just had like um which was a episode that had full on action mm. so so much so much uh drama so much fighting and how this one still had a little bit of fighting but it it had different stakes and it was more slowed down especially in the second half of the episode and you can definitely see there's two parts of this episode and they sort of did mirror each other of where Ahsoka is as a character and how she had more character growth in this than than most most of the show so far and a lot of people were sort of i don't know complaining at the at the start of the Ahsoka series that she's she's too stoic she's too you know crossing the arms and and all that and this this is the episode that you break down the character this is when the character is in the belly of the beast <laughs> it is um well, yeah. just in the just in the mouth uh mouth no tongue and yeah and this is is what we're and this is what we're enjoying so far so i really enjoy this episode um harkens back to so much of what ahsoka is as a character and where she started and where she is and where she's going um this is this is the reason why the show is called ahsoka because it's her journey now because this is where she is. Yeah. So let's That's spoil right. it. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Well, I suppose we can talk about, maybe we'll just, we'll start by talking about what's going on with like, um, Hera and Jason and, and Huyang and them trying to find Ahsoka before we get mm-hmm. to the Anakin mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I was a we- bit worried about that this because uh Fulier is watching rebels and bit of a spoiler in this episode <laughs> oh yeah 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 Fulia knows knows who uh who jason who is the, now who the daddy is i kind of i kind of <laughs> had an inkling i kind of <laughs> had an inkling and from watching and from watching rebels um i kind of understood because I could see in their behavior when they're with each other and they're talking to each other in the show, mm-hmm. the way that they are like a bit more closer than usual. So I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> they got a thing. Yeah. Thing happening. <laughs> they sure do. And then they bump sh- their things. <laughs> <laughs> and made a thing. And- uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something very inappropriate then. 
Talk about that half breed. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Anyway. anyway. So yes. So basically, yeah. I mean, the episode even starts with you know us seeing Hera and 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 Carson and Jason and Hu Yang and you know trying to put together what exactly happened. Where's Sabine? Where's Ahsoka? Um, and and all of that. And I just got to say, Hu Yang kind of broke my heart at the beginning of this. I know. <laughs> he looks so sad. Star like, Wars. He even made his eyes go like in a way that. Yeah. You know. Star Wars, can you stop giving robots emotions and making us break <laughs> our heart? I know. <laughs> I know. It was so, yeah, it was so emotional. Just him being like, I told them to stick together. You know, they never listen. They never listen. I'm so, oh, God. My Damn heart. it, David Tennant. How could you? <laughs> How can you emote with your voice? Goddamn talented bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a little heartbreaking start. But then um but yeah. Uh, I really like the way you know, it kind of made uh, you know, I suppose we were wondering what was going to happen with Jason tagging along. Um and I and I'm really glad that he was you know, there for, and he was able to serve a purpose and not be like, he's not an annoying kid. That's just there. Like he's actually like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's pretty, he's a pretty interesting character, I think. Um, mm. And I, I kind of like how, you know, the actors portraying him and, and how he's carrying himself and like, you know, he's, yeah, I suppose maybe he's just at the right age. Um, the character is anyway, you know, to, to not be, too annoying or anything, but yeah, he's quite mature for his age. To be very honest. mature, very mature. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. So the fact that his force sensitivities is what you know. Leads he was them born to... in wartime, so yeah, mm. true. He would super mature. He would have had to grow up a little quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But one and of he's my force fa- sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite little reactions was. You know, when when Carson's like, sorry, what what did I miss? And then Hu Yang's just like, oh, yeah, he's the son of a Jedi. Um, he just, you know, he has abilities. And then he's like, okay, all right, well, let's get back up in the air then. Like, he's just like, yeah, I right. guess I'll accept that and think about it later. <laughs> this is for the people who didn't watch Rebels. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was ex- expositional fill-in for, for non-Rebels mm. watchers. And that's fine. Um, it works. It works well enough. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. What? What? Fulia, What did you think of um, of Jason? Jason, like I said, he's a very interesting character. Very mature for his age, and I'm I'm glad that he did have a purpose. Um, and especially you know after the at the end of the the previous episode where he said he had a bad feeling, I was like, mm, this kid must be force sensitive if he's saying that. Um, and then, you know, you come into this episode and he's hearing things, you know? And he's like, can't you hear it in the ocean? And Hera's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> like, about, kid? He's like, listen to the ocean. You can hear lightsabers. And you're like, lightsabers? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, it was, really, it was really cool to, to see... Um, what his character was going to be like. So um, I'm, I am pleasantly surprised by Jason. So <laughs> yeah. 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 He's cool. Michael. Mm. He is a newer character to, to the mythos. Cause 
in Rebels, um, we don't see him until like the final episode. How they and they just do a recap of what happened in between um, the in between New Hope and and uh, Return of the Jedi. So that that area and yeah, and all of a sudden Hera had a kid. And it's like oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, she takes him to to work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, very in- inappropriate times when <laughs> if you think about <laughs> it. Uh, but there's there's a reason uh, they needed to further on the idea that there are still people with force sensitivities, and it's a new generation, and not don't think about it too much of his fate in the future. Mm. Ky- Kylo mm. may kill him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Anyway. No. No, don't uh, say it is no. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, as a child actor, yeah, they can be annoying, but he's, he's, he's newish. He, he, he's green, as they say, mm. uh, with the green hair. And, mm. and he still has that sort of wide-eyed, like... Um, because Hera has been telling him stories about uh, about his dad and and how things aren't what they seem. And him uh, being taken by by uh, David Tennant's robot and, and <laughs> can I show you? It's like no, yes, no. <laughs> yeah, that I was like cute. That. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Yeah. So he's still, while he has, you know, he's definitely more mature for a kid his age. He still has that childlike quality and curiosity. Yeah. Um, which is which is really cool, um, yeah. Hera's in a bit of a pickle though, having to you know she's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, wanting to you know find her friends and you know somehow rescue Ezra, um, and then she's got the New Republic breathing down her neck. And I I appreciated the um, as I'm sure you guys did the Senator Organa uh, name drop. Um, that was that was cool. Um, mm. Yeah. So. Who's that? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> Who could that be? So she's not uh, married yet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Um, yeah, so that that's cool. And then yeah, we get another clip of Mon Mothma basically being like, "Yeah, no, nah, you're in a lot of trouble, and you're gonna need a soaker to bow you out." Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is it, it annoying is as annoying it is it all is. It's good conflict and it's good. It's good Star Wars conflict having, you know, there's always this bureaucracy and political bullshit that always just kind of gets in the way of the main mission and the, you mm. know, doing doing the right thing, you know. Um, so, you know, they're just kind of expanding on that stuff that they set up in episode three when they first introduced the, the this, you know, council thing. Um yeah, so so that was so that was cool. I feel, kind of feel bad for Hera, but she she handles it pretty well. Like I kind of like, I kind of like how like there's not a lot. I don't feel like there's a lot to Hera in terms of her character, but I I I do like the fact that she was able to, like especially in that scene where she's going back and forth between Jason and Carson. Like she doesn't lose her cool at either of them, even though both of them are like at her like listen to me, listen to me, do this, do this. Like, she just, like, she's like, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Like, she's very kind of diplomatic in that sense, um, well, she I is, suppose. She is an admiral, so. A general, yeah. General, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Admiral. No, that's okay. 
for some reason, yeah, I still have like um, Star Trek because <laughs> the line "Admiral, there'll be whales here" has been in my head all week. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. But um, I'm really glad at the end of it all that Hera, you know, even though it's going to jeopardise her career, um, she knows what the right thing to do is um, and she lets Ahsoka go. So I, I, I just, I'm glad that that happened. Um, yeah. Fulia, what did you think of, of Hera in this one? Um, yeah, no, it was, it was really nice to get a little bit more insight into... Her, her and her relationship with her son um, and just the fact that she's you know she's a fighter she won't give up without a fight she's like even from watching rebels um, like you can tell where like where the fact that she knows that if something is needs to be done and it's the right thing to do she will do it even if it does go um, go back on her better judgment essentially mm-hmm. but you know she'll still do it because it's for the greater good and she knows it's the right thing to do um even if it does cost even if it is risky for her you know yeah. life or for her career or whatever yeah so that's actually really cool to see um with Hera um and I really like that character a lot more knowing that um cuz the more I watch rebels the more I actually enjoy the characters um, itself yeah um and yeah just the fact that she doesn't she doesn't lose she doesn't lose her shit with her son or with Carson um she wants to be able to listen to both sides but it's like she's very good at multitasking it just seems <laughs> like she's very good at multitasking <laughs> she can spin a lot of plates yeah, yeah. exactly Mm-hmm. Exactly, um, and I really like that. So yeah, no, Hera is actually you know kind of one of my favorite characters in this show. Mm. Yeah, nice, nice, Michael. What are your thoughts on her? Uh, so, sort of uh, going off what you guys are. Yeah, she is a very uh, a very interesting character, and um, knowing that she has survived like essentially a war, so she's coming off a war and still dealing with bureaucracy and you know uh what what uh, uh, it's the old saying of um the good outweighs the the benefit of others and all, all that and she always spins those plates so she is a good good character and it's a and i don't know it, it is a bit of a shame that her character is sort of sidelined a little bit but I'm mm. thinking. I'm thinking. Well, essentially, this is a Soka's show. It's not. Yeah. It's uh, no matter what people have been saying, it is essentially like Rebels season five, but it's more more to do with the character of uh, Ahsoka. So it, it's cool that we get get to see more of her within these episodes, and maybe by the end of the se- series, we'll get. Get we'll finally have that huge rebels um, reunion with all the team, including Zeb, uh, and yeah. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Nice, nice. nice. Um, well, um, maybe we should just go into the go into the Ahsoka and Anakin stuff, and then we'll we'll f- we'll finish on the um on the Purgles. How's that mm-hmm. sound? 
We'll be whales here. There'll be whales here. Um, yes. So, um, I I couldn't help but laugh, though. Um, the first thing Ahsoka says to Anakin, "You look the same." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They they textually, yes. They go okay. <laughs> Stop it! You never. Guys are never happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually it was actually better. The 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 de aging I thought was it was actually all right um, throughout the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too add bad. more movement to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job. Um, but um, but no, I yeah, I don't. I, I and, and then there's like the whole like she's like I won't fight you, and he's like I've heard that before. Like that was. That was a little eerie, um, but I really, I really like this whole this whole thing. So, is Ahsoka? So, okay, okay, Michael, I'm gonna put this to you. So, hello, hello. So, this is is this supposed to be the world between worlds? Because like when I first saw it, when it popped up in episode four, I was like, because like he he says I didn't expect to see you so soon. I'm like, okay, so she's dying or she's dead or whatever. Um, and this is the Jedi afterlife, which is that's where my brain went. Is that also the world between worlds, or are they? Are we looking at two separate things here? We've never seen, um, quote unquote, afterlife of a Jedi, and mm. who knows what what that manifest is? Because um, essentially, the world between worlds in Rebels is a lot different to what we see here. Like in here, the uh it's more it, it definitely feels like it's like watery and and sort of makes sense because essentially ahsoka is quote unquote drowning mm. uh and this is like the couple of <laughs> this is the couple of minutes before you completely pass out and die so mm, that's why i was sort of writing in pencil that this is the world between worlds because it looks similar because um, I'm trying not to spoil um, Rebels um, <laughs> when we see, see it it's through the eyes of so- someone so it it could be different to other people just like in right. uh, just like in Marvel where the ethereal plane is different to other people like to um, uh, Black Panther um the afterlife looks different to what moonlight uh, moonlight moon moon night Moonlight. uh the ethereal plane looks different so it's up to the individual it's not to yeah. it's not an actual thing so uh that's why i'm thinking it's more spiritual from last week and i was right anakin is a memory he's not the actual person but you know there and yeah so <laughs> It's up to the individual, and it's also a different interpretation to other people. So, it's more or less head canon, and this is this is why I sort of like Dave Filoni's way of storytelling. is It's not necessarily one way, it's and it's not the other. And also, uh, I, I, there's a quote that he does is like um, within Rebels, Ahsoka says, "Even legends have nuggets of truth." So, and it sort of makes sense because Star Wars Legends is no longer canon, but mm. he still sp- sprinkles like, like Thorn, 
for instance, yeah. is is from Legends, and he brought it into actual canon. So, so, and yeah, and that just proves that uh, Dave Filoni is a a, a Whovian because that's <laughs> the same thing for Doctor Who as well. It's like, is this canon? Is, is this canon? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you want it to it's be. It's up to interpretation, yeah. 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 So, well, hmm. the way the way I kind of interpreted this is that, like, I mean, you're saying you're saying you think it's Anakin here is a memory of a so like the of a circus, so, like she's drowning and she's a, her brain is manifesting him as a memory and what she what she needs from him, what she wants from him. Um, that's about how I interpret it, and because just I don't know, I just feel like there's there's always something greater at work when the fo- when the force is involved, when Jedi are involved. So to me, yeah. it was inter- I interpreted it more as no, that is Anakin, that is that is Anakin actually coming to her, like because he's like you know I I still have things to teach you, and he takes her through these lessons, the of like, the, you know, the final trial of becoming a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, and that helps her overcome what she needed to overcome and get get this yeah. catharsis that she really desperately needed, this closure. Yeah, um, the, the guilt that she travels with her that if she was still within the council and not leaving the Jedi Council, would she be the person that actually would keep um, Anakin to the, to the light side of the Force instead of him? Yeah falling into what what he becomes and and we do see glimpses of, of uh, Darth Vader in this and yeah. I love it how they did that same 100% yeah. so to answer your question which is it it's both <laughs> <laughs> he's a memory well, and he's also the manifestation of Anakin's ghost yeah so it's like Anakin's force Ghost, ghost, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. is is using Ahsoka's memory, and through that, he's able to get through to her and teach her what she needs to learn in order to move on. Essentially, yeah, the final lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. I can work with that. Yeah, it's more <laughs> spiritual than actual factual. Yes, <laughs> and I and I and I like that too. Um, yeah, because you know he's all he's all like you know you need to choose if you want to live or die. Um, yeah, but like just just the way like this whole thing, like Hayden Christensen was like amazing in it. Like you know getting the chance to come back and and do all of that and you know and then to do some Clone Wars stuff and and wear the outfit from you know from that show and and and, and all of that and. And and one of my favorite things about the whole sequence, apart from the the, the flashes between Anakin and Vader that they put in that were just, um, is the fact that in the first fight, he's fighting. He's at his style is is it's Anakin jet like it's Jedi Anakin style. And then when you come back for the final fight, that's Vader. Like that's yeah. Sith. That's Vader. He, his style is different. So the fact that they. Like, of course, they're smart enough to do that. But I just love that extra touch of like, if you're paying attention, you can see that mm. kind of that kind of shit. And I just it's just really, really good. Um, yeah, the whole and, thing. And also, thing. can you imagine how powerful Darth Vader would have been if he wasn't burnt to a crisp? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would have been unstoppable. 
He would have been yeah. incredibly unstoppable. Um, yeah. Um, Fulia, I, I have more to say, but I'm going to, I don't want to steal the show. So Fulia, please tell us your thoughts on, um, on seeing Anakin and, and this whole thing with him and Ahsoka. Annie. Oh, man. Um, so when we were left off with seeing him the first time in the last episode, um, I was just like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen here. And then coming into this episode where he's pretty much explaining the fact that he was going to finish off her training. And, like, it, it just... It kind of, it kind of, like, I had to sit back for a second and be like, oh, is this what we're going to do? Like, he's, he's, she's going to get her final bit of training and advice from her master. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, just, I was kind of taken aback by that because it was like, we never got to see that. No. Because she, she ran away from it all. Mm. Because, yeah. Because essentially Ahsoka was never a Jedi. No. No. No, because she didn't want the life of a Jedi. There, and that's why she didn't finish her training. Yeah, there was other factors as well. She she, yeah. she was um she was disheartened of where the direction of the Jedi's were going. Instead of yeah. being uh people of peace, they became mm. generals in the war and actually were pretty much head up fighting within the war which yeah. is not what yeah. a jedi is and then there was also um things that she was uh, ac- uh accused of murdering someone i can't remember it was like the last yeah season that's right of, um the last season of the clone wars before yeah, they did yeah, yeah. season seven i can't remember and yeah so she said you know screw this i hate these guys yeah Yeah. I'm going home (laughs) and with that um, uh, Anakin was going oh crap what do you mean you can't do and that's where his delusionment um, no not delusionment this something Um, where his disenfranchisement to the Jedi Order how how um they did that to his, to his padawan because because within uh the second movie uh, Anakin doesn't have a padawan so they they need to write her out somehow and and within that movie they uh no yeah sorry third one third movie Revenge of the Sith um how Ahsoka wasn't in it and he didn't have a padawan uh but uh they grant him to be on the council but not as not as a jedi master and he cracked the shits it's like what the f- what are you guys doing you aren't jedi and he he went to the dark side so mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh domino effect happened there so yeah why did i start yeah. talking <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's totally fine yeah. Um, yeah. Well, do you have any, any, like, anything else you want to, you want to bring up, Michael? Uh, with the Anakin, uh, yeah. story. Um, yeah, I really love the fact that, um, that we can actually do this story now because we can't yeah. have, we can't have these actors too old 
Otherwise, yeah. we otherwise it starts getting way too hard to make mm. it look believable in that. So, yeah. And yeah, I was a kid when the the prequel series came out, and my taste for movies was completely different of what what it is now. And I haven't really gone back to watch them. Maybe I will after Ahsoka, and maybe have a different appreciation for Hayden Christensen. Hmm. Uh, because uh, as a kid, I thought he was fine. I didn't really see see any glimpses of like amateurish acting or wh- whatever it is. No, it wasn't. No, no. I blame I blame George Lucas for any. I don't think Hayden. I think Hayden was just doing what he was, you know, directed to do. Really. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> he uh, George can't direct or dialogue. It's yeah, yeah. So anyway. yeah, yeah. Mannequin Skywalker, as the as the <laughs> Kevin Smith would say. Yes. Danger, danger. My name is Anakin. My shitty acting is ruining Saga. Yeah. So he had the he had the breasts of that, the gall, and then twenty years later he came back. Thanks. <laughs> said, I'm back now, baby. Yeah. And people love me now. Yes. <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah, the whole thing was just it was just so well executed. Um and and this whole I like the kind of question of like you know uh, you know, when Anakin says to her, like, you're part of a legacy, um, you know, and and how she kind of takes that as like but like that's not a I'm this is a very convoluted and, you know, uh, controversial legacy to be a part of. Um, and yeah. how much, how much of, how much of Anakin resist is like in her. And I feel like maybe part of her was even resisting like that could, you know, re- just resisting kind of any, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, I, she's def- I feel like she's definitely afraid that, um, that there, you know, whatever, lessons he taught like you know just in hindsight she maybe she's like well you know he he turned he became a sith so like what does that mean for me um and i kind of like how the show explored that in this episode and her kind of realizing like went that moment where she says like i choose to live you know Mm. it's such an affirming moment of like i am not you um and now i see that you know, and that's you, okay. And that's okay. Like you, you did the best that you could. You taught me everything I know, but I know, yeah. I know the difference between Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Um, and I'm not, I'm part of the legacy of Anakin Skywalker. I'm not part of the Darth Vader legacy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I really liked all of that stuff. And if you think about the legacy of that lineage, where you, he started with Yoda and then Count Dooku. Count Dooku did his own stuff. Uh, that's problematic. And then Qui-Gon. <laughs> Even Qui-Gon was sort of skirting on the on the phrase of doing his own thing, especially uh, taking up um, uh, Annie, Anakin, yeah. from a young age and essentially ste- stealing a kid from his mum. Uh, but, you know, contextualise. Do it. And... And then having Obi-Wan being forced to 
look after Anakin as a pad one. And then, and then, yeah, and then Ahsoka. And if you've uh, haven't seen the first episode, uh, Anakin was very not having. Is like, no, I don't. I, I, no, I don't want a pad one. No, 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 not you. You're snippy, and that's why I'm calling you snips. And it was a definitely different relationship that they have, and then they formed more of a bond throughout which you tend to do in times of war that yeah yeah that's your only best friend and and then and dare i say with the clone wars television series um it's more more of a gut punch seeing an actual child like child uh soldier in the middle of war Mm. there and how that would definitely screw you, screw up with your mind and that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. no one, no wonder Ahsoka's who she is. And it's just the added mm. layer of a very complex and well-crafted character that's been played by multiple people, including the little girl who played at um, Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I noticed that almost immediately. I was like, "Oh, that's the same chick that played the young Gamora in Infinity War," and and the teenager in Barbie movie. I yeah, think. yeah, she she was in Barbie as well. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Very talented. Very talented. Um, clearly has the patience to sit in a makeup chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that headpiece yes. is probably just one piece. Well, yes, but just everything else. Paint. <laughs> it's just face paint. Speaking um, of the headpiece, during mm. that sequence, did you notice that she went as the young Ahsoka, where she had her little Padawan her, head, like her beads, little, yeah, her beads, and then eventually down the track, it changed to her current headpiece. Yeah, from season like seven. Her headband. Yeah, yeah, because she's not a Padawan anymore. Because she mm. went. That was actually <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was a good mm. way too to show the like progression of time, because um, mm. you know, I I didn't know where they were until she tells Anakin this is the siege of Mandalore. We had parted ways by by now. Um, yeah, I was like, oh shit, we're on fucking Mandalore now. No, wow. see, I knew that we were in the Clone Wars the moment we got into it and we saw the stormtroopers, and I'm like, oh, they're actually doing it. Oh my goodness. And I knew, yeah, no. and I knew it was the siege of Mandalore when she took took out the um, the 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 uh, the mall, uh, the mall, yeah. the mall, the Darth Maul, uh, the helmet, um, yeah, 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 Darth Maul, Mandalorian, Maulian, the Manorian. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I just need to clarify. I knew like the first scene when she falls and then she gets up. Like I knew that was Clone Wars. Um, I. I just meant I didn't know that it was the siege of Mandalore specifically in the later scene. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, um, yeah, um, cool. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about with with Anakin, or shall we move on to the end of the episode? Um, cool to have Rex. Yeah, Rex. That yeah. was nice. Wasn't he voiced by Tamara Morrison? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Not <laughs> D. Bradley Baker. Oh. What? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, he's Kiwi too, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> D. Bradley Baker. No, Tamara Morrison. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be in the upcoming um, uh, Aquaman movie. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Aquaman's um, daddy. Aquaman's daddy. Um, yeah, cool. So after that just amazingness, we, we get this um, finale to complete the episode with, you know, Ahsoka's... It's so funny. I saw a thing <laughs> that, like like an article somewhere about how like people were really enjoying Ahsoka's like quote unquote new look um at the end of this episode and um mm. I saw one one comment was like it's it's serving Gandalf and I was just it like is. now now I can't un- I can't unsee that because it's like <laughs> earlier on earlier on she's wearing darker colors she's wearing greys yeah. she goes through this transformation that's like sort she of a goes through in a way. fire and water <laughs> and then she comes out of it and now she, it's all whites and it's all lighter colours and yes. she, her demeanour has completely changed. It's like Gandalf the White as well. So it's just, I really kind of like that analogy. Um, and I just like Ahsoka in general, and I'm sure you guys all agree now, like the fact, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, but like the fact that she's, she's okay, she's gone through what she's gone through and now she's moved on and accepted what she needs to accept and it's made her... It's he's let go of that yeah. the past. She's not holding on to that anymore. So now she's just it really you really see the weight lifted off her shoulders. Like she's smiling, like genuinely. And like at the end with Hu Yang and, and, and she's just like, Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna go where we need to be going and that's fine. Like she's just so Yep, let's just do it. And I just really liked that carefree attitude. Second, that she, she second started right and straight on to morning. Yeah, like she's like she's willing to kind of trust in the force maybe again. Like maybe that's what it is. It's like she's mm. she understands like maybe she wasn't sure of the purpose of everything that she went through, but now she's like, okay, no, it's fine. Now I can I can sur- maybe surrender to the force again and and let it take me where it's going to go. And then you know that ties into Hera saying, "May the force be with you" just before they jump. So yeah, it was just really nice to see Ahsoka changed. For the better, um, and, yeah. And, what did, yeah, yeah, and it was an ending to a, an episode where it meant to be ending, instead of going, "Oh, I want more." It's like, yes, that's a proper ending right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Fulia, what did you think of of seeing Ahsoka in this new light? I suppose at the end here, it was actually really nice. I I like her in the in the lighter colors, more so now. Um, sort of, it brings out her features. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and and yeah, you're right. It, 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 she does in the way that she's behaving now, compared to what she was before. You can definitely tell that her her behavior's definitely changed um, after going through her final training with her master, um, and now she can move on and continue with her mission mm. and not have to like have that sort of she's like she she had like a it was like a ment, sort of like a mental block yeah. for her um that she couldn't get past until this moment happened for her um the, her near death experience we'll say mm. um and so in for for her to even move on she had to she had to speak to her master again so and that was 
probably the only way that she was going to be able to do that. So um, it was, um, yeah, it was really good to see her transform from, from that to then realizing that she can be her own person and just move on and just keep going. Mm. And then she can, she also is strong enough and good enough to be a master herself of her own Padawan, you know? Mm. Um, so it was just nice to sort of, it was kind of like a nice way to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it was, it, it was almost like one of those, it was like a therapy session for her essentially. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. And it was, it was nice to see her sort of experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Michael, what about you? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, definitely like a therapy session, especially when you're going past traumas and being a child going through war and learning to be a Jedi and then you being disenfranchised of the Jedi Order and how that can lead to Anakin being, being the, a Sith Lord I can see you can see why she was very um, guilt-ridden mm. to become um, a, a, a master herself with Sabine, and you can sort of see the sort of layers uh, within that. She didn't really know how to be a, uh, a master to a pad one because she didn't really have one, and I can sort of relate relate with that uh, be, being a father without having a certain father figure in my life is like how do i become a father it's like no well you make your own path and that's all and that's all that matters as long as you're still there with that person and you're teaching them the right ways and the right ways of the force and da 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 and now she has a different outlook on life and now she is ahsoka the white now and um because <laughs> you know dave filoni definitely takes from other other things as well i mean yeah, Ahsoka being dressed in white is also a thing in Rebels as well. Like the last shot that we see is the shot that we sort of see in Ahsoka at the end of the second episode, where they go off to find Ezra, and in that in the cartoon version, um, Ahsoka is all decked out in white. So, ah, so it sort of comes full circle ish. Like this is where. Uh, Filoni wanted Ahsoka to be at. Yeah, so, but it took a while to get there. It took a couple of yeah. couple of episodes and a, a near death experience to get there. But we got there. <laughs> we got there at the end. Yeah. We got there at the end. Yes. Um, cool. Well, I just had a couple of quick things I wanted to just talk about, and then uh, I'll throw to you guys, and we'll probably get out of here. But um, yeah, I, I just had to shout out Carson Teva in this episode, especially at this ending. Um, cause it made me think of Poe Dameron in The Last Jedi. <laughs> cause he's like, you know, he's like, identify yourself. Like he's like shit talking them over the fucking comms. So you can like try and, um, you know, delay and stall and whatever and give them the time that they need. But it just made me think of when, when Poe Dameron's shit talking the, uh, the first order and hucks over the comms. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Poe Dameron learned from Carson Teva. Um, that's my new headcanon. Um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so I thought that was... You yeah, know. I mean, who knows? Could happen. You could could have taught him everything he knows, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my headcanon now. Um, so I really liked that, and just... But then just the ending of the episode, like, that's what made me cry. Like, it wasn't the stuff with Ahsoka and Anakin. I mean, that is a part of why it's the ending, I think, hit so hard for me, is because, like, it was just, you know, Ahsoka's finally in this place of just peace, I guess. And you've got, you know, her stepping out onto the ship and communicating with that, you know, the the head purgle, I guess, if you will. The, um, the big the big mum. <laughs> the big mum and having it accept her her and 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 understand like, you know, that she's trying to do a good thing and like can you take us, you know, hopefully to where we need to go and and get in there and then go out and then just that shot of all the purgles coming at the the fleet and you know sw- swimming feels like you know over flying over them all and i just it's like i had that whole sequence and just the music too like on mm. top of that that i uh, i was um yeah <laughs> gonna get emotional again um yeah it was just a lot it was really fucking beautiful and it was such a happy it's such a happy, like, positive and hopeful ending of, like, okay, now they're leaving this galaxy, but and they're leaving people behind, but they're going somewhere that's going to... Ah! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gary Vision, thank thing. you for, for the photo. Oh, yes, thank you very much. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Doing my due um, di- yeah. diligence. Thank you, Mike, for pointing that out. Um, yeah. It was just... The whole the whole ending was just amazing and, and beautiful and... Um, yeah, I'll I'll start crying if I keep talking. So, Fulia, tell me, <laughs> tell me your thoughts about what did, how how did it all make you feel, and how did the way it all came together with the with the space whales and yeah, yeah. it was it was really it was really nice. Um, it was just like a really cool scene. You're just seeing all of these sort of these these whales just you know swimming or flying through the air, um, but with just such a flow. And it's just sort of like very serene almost when you're seeing them. Um, and it just, it sort of made you feel calm mm. when you're, when you're looking at this and, and, and every character that you, that got a, that got a, a up shot of their face, you could see how calm and how like, it just sort of brought them some form of joy to them to see it, you know? And that sort of thing really just, makes me feel so good inside when you see that sort of thing that everyone is affected when you see something of a phenomena like this fomo um definitely fomo yeah. <laughs> fomo <laughs> and yeah it was just it was just such a very calming moment i think with especially with ahsoka trying to communicate with the the the, the main lead whale and it was just so yeah it was really good i really i really loved just watching that whole scene sort of pan out and then to the end where you see these these space whales freaking jump through hyperspace <laughs> in such a unique way that i never thought like living creatures could actually do that in space yeah. in the star wars canon and i'm like this is this is beautiful like i yeah. love this yeah you're not up to the purgle um uh, episodes of of I have seen some they there were in the first season they do show some in rebels yeah. I think like in maybe one or two episodes 
Um, but you don't really see too much of no. it. Yeah. But they definitely go into like Perkle, Perkle law, as they say. Okay. All right. And how I can't wait to get up to that because yeah. that that just seeing it in Ahsoka was just amazing. Mm, mm. Yeah. And we got to actually see some Purgle in uh, Mandalorian season three as well. Yeah, yeah. we did. We yeah. saw their silhouettes uh, mm. going through hyperspace as well. So yeah, mm. little little clues there. Yeah, yeah. I like that they're laying the groundwork in that way. Mm, mm. So it, mm. yeah, it's just very clever. Michael, how did you feel about? The ending of the episode. I thought it was a great ending, and uh, it definitely gives you hope. <laughs> it's a new hope, and uh, full of optimism, and and it just makes you feel great. And just mm. looking at people when they're all uh, just these ancient creatures, just uh, where with uh, Star Wars, it's sure you can have all the technology you want. You can have like a like a, a big giant Death Star, but it, once you're one with nature, you cannot be beaten. Mm. I mean, the Empire was destroyed by a couple of teddy bears, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. Get 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 back to the get back to nature. Mm. Sometimes you might learn a thing, like hyperspeed. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yep. you know, the cynical bit of me is like, ooh, you're setting us up for something, aren't you? Hmm. Hmm, could they be? What's going to happen yeah. in the last two episodes? Oh, we've got, th- <laughs> we got three more to go. Three, so. yeah. Yep. What's going to happen? Three more to go. Oh, we're so close to the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then series two? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, Marber. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what this different galaxy is going to look like. It's going to be ours. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's the Milky Way. Yeah, Yeah. it's the Milky Way galaxy. (laughs) And then they're going to land on on Earth and thrones on Earth (laughs) as a member of the Blue Man Group. (laughs) He's hiding. He's hiding out. He's been hiding very well. Yeah, and and Ezra is is just a street performer, just doing magic to get by. Magic <laughs> on the streets of New York. <laughs> Times the Square. streets of New York. Yes. Um. Cool. Well, that'll do it then. I guess we're done. That'll do. That'll do. Cool. All right. That's our um, discussion on Ahsoka Episode 5, Shadow Warrior. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a blast discussing with you guys. It was amazing. One of the best episodes of Star Wars ever. So far. I think. (laughs) So far. (laughs) So far. Um, Mm. Cool. Well, if that's all we've got, then that's the show, isn't it? That's all she wrote. Mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. We're done. (laughs) All right. Cool. And, and that, that, that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and the platform formerly known as Twitter um, for the latest Fred content. <laughs> if you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can go over to our SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. 
If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, make sure to hit that like button. Yes. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell icon to be notified of future live streams and other content. And if you're watching us over on Twitch, make sure to give us a follow over there. Twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Thank you, Grey Vision, for following. And thank you, Blood uh, Cold-Blooded Monsters for subscribing to our to our YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've been the green Michael Lister. And, and you, you just, just experienced experience a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. <laughs> yes, remember to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and Ahsoka has now picked up a part-time job at uh, at your local Chipotle. Because she's <laughs> travelling to our universe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Hmm. Yes, please do. Later, skaters. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you. And... and... See. See.